0: Welcome to the water walkers podcast every christ follower experiences moments like peter when jesus called him out of the boat and onto the water this podcast can help encourage other leaders as you learn to follow the voice of jesus as peter did today i'm excited to introduce todd titus as he will tell you todd owes his life to the transforming power of jesus he has two children and he and his wife live in westerville ohio where they're involved in Life Point Church. And I've invited him here today to share his story with you. It's a personal journey of transformation through Jesus Christ, who can give hope to the hopeless and transform anyone into a new creation. You may be a longtime believer in Jesus, or brand new, or even a curious skeptic. But let Todd's story encourage you today with the love, mercy, and grace of Jesus. Enjoy! Well, welcome, Todd. I'm very happy to have you on the podcast today. Really grateful for a bit of your afternoon to get to hear more of your story and to share it with more people. So, man, I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, Logan. Um, I've watched some of your podcasts um, and Brett Felton. Also, I watched uh, you know the interview you guys had. I was so inspired by it. Um, I just love to see godly men um, put that as a priority in their life, and you know it's an inspiration for me um i i'm not one to you know just be a public speaker it's a little bit uncomfortable for me um but you know i'm really I've, i just felt like uh uh convicted by, by i think the holy spirit to to come here today and just kind of lay, lay it out there um so thank you very much and I, I really appreciate what you're doing oh
0: well i'm so glad you're here and i love you mentioned brett brett's another friend that What's one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is you just fall in love with more people. You just recognize the beautiful things that God's doing throughout the body in places you never would have thought or heard about otherwise. And so just to get to do that together, uh, it's like, yay, it's, it's fun. So the icebreaker question that we picked just to kind of get the ball rolling is what animal do you most identify with and why?
1: I've struggled on this because, you know, I really love dogs. I mean, I just, you know, they're loyal, they're fun, they're friendly. Um, so I I love dogs, but I would say that an Eagle would be the one I think it's, you know, it's our national symbol. It it, uh, stands for, uh, freedom, uh, liberty, uh, and, and justice. If you, if you think about it, um, you know, the Eagle, you know, soars above, uh, a lot of uh, the conflict and you can see things from afar, but you, uh, um, you're able to decide for good and evil. And, um, you know, I, I just think that the, the ability, uh, that an Eagle has, um, is amazing. I mean, you know, physically, and you think about God's gifts, uh, it's just amazing. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, what it symbolizes and also, you know, seeing the big picture and understanding you know what God has had has for us. Um, and, you know, just being able to to soar and, and see God's great creation, too. That's another thing. I, I love hiking. I love being out in nature. There's never a time that that's more peaceful for me than to uh, be out and in, in, in out on the mountaintop, you know, and, and hiking and, and just being surrounded by God's beauty. Absolutely. Oh, I love
0: that. <laughs> And that sounds quite good to do right now. In fact, we're in the middle of fall right now in Arkansas. It's one of the best times of year to go and do that. So what what a neat. I resonate with the uh, with the eagle as well, because one of my favorite verses is in Isaiah 40 about those who hope in the Lord will rise up on wings like eagles. I just love the imagery of that. So that's a good answer. I love that. Well, I'd love to just get a chance to jump into your story a little bit and give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your background. How's your faith been part of that and even how you met Jesus?
1: Yeah, I'm going to give you a little brief life story here. Um, I'm going to try to keep it concise because, you know, I can ramble for a while. But, um, you know, I grew up uh, in a small town in uh, South Carolina. Um, and I had the best parents still alive today, um, and you know, uh, you know, really had uh, as much as anybody could possibly ask for. Loving parents, mm. caring, good direction, good morals. Um, you know, but I didn't. I went to Episcopal Church some, but I didn't really accept God. I, I I knew about God, I believed in God, but I didn't get saved, and I didn't know Jesus Christ at that point in time. Mm. Um, I've lived most of my life. Following my own will and desires, and um, you know, I, I, you know, went I, honestly. I have ADD. Um, I, I've had that and struggle with that. I've always been the longest person to take a test. I take the longest time to do my homework. I'm very meticulous because I like to do things the best I can, but it always takes me long. Um, I got on um, Adderall for a while, um, in fact, a very long period of time because uh, it helped me focus. Um, yeah. but, you know, I feel like it took a little piece of me a little bit. Um, I've made a lot of poor decisions. Um, I've, I've been divorced twice. Um, I, you know, I've, I've uh, unfortunately, you know, had to deal with uh, my son being separated from me, although I made him an absolute priority and we spend majority of weekends together and we absolutely love our time together, but I have to recognize looking back in my life that. Many, many, many poor choices, um, many mm-hmm. sinful activities, and I'm not going to go into that much detail because it's, it's enough to lay it out there on what I've already doing, what I've already done here. But um, you know, I believe that the culmination of sin is uh, detrimental to family, um, and it, yeah. and ultimately leads to a lot of difficult times. And uh, you know, I uh, I sat there, you know. And and I and I had I believe God brought me to my wife now. Um I really it was a long shot. She was two and a half hours away. It was really strange uh situation, but I can go into details. But um she helped me, you know, start listening to podcasts and uh you know, I remember listening to Steven Furtick and Michael Todd. And I remember sitting at, at my home. Um I you know, I I've been drinking, I drink most of every day uh since college. In college, you know, I think they said, don't let college get in the way of your education. Well, you know, I learned some poor habits in college that that continued uh, for many years, and uh, you know, I was I was a, a slave to some degree to I would say alcoholism. Uh, it's hard for me to admit that because I don't you know feel like I blacked out or got drunk. But bottom line is, it had control over my life. And I said, as I sit there and reflected on where I was, and just really at rock bottom. They talk about being in the pit, right? Of of, you know, wallowing in my own sin and um, I was a wretch, you know, and I, and I, I remember on, on November 8th, 2021, uh, you know, calling out to Jesus, um, God, you know, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, Uh, you know, come into my life and, Mm -hmm. you know, forgive me of my sins and and let me follow you. I remember saying that, and I, I have a book and um, I'm going to, well, I don't I, I won't show you, but I, I look at this book all the time because I remember writing in it. said, this is the best day of my life. I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Wow. And I wrote it in there. And um, it absolutely was the feeling of euphoria and, and knowing that, you know, there was somebody there completely changed my life. Now, I wasn't very obedient. He, I, you know, God gave me a list of things to do. You know, stop pornography. I had a stack of porn. I uh, I was drinking every day. I, there's a lot of things that God said, you know, to stop doing. And I remember, um, you know, taking uh, the beer and throwing it in the trash can and saying, I'm never going to do it again. I can't imagine, you know, God, there's no way, you know, you're, you're you know, you're my, uh, this is, this is my new life, right? Well, t- you know, sin got back in and before I knew it, I was starting to drink again. So God has continued to work on me in the last two years and slowly allowing me to recognize that he is freedom. He is our freedom mm-hmm. from addiction, freedom from um, all the things that that, that that pull us away from God. Um, and, you know, it's tem- it's a temporary fix. Uh, you know, it, it feels good to have a drink, you know, everything else. You know, I still miss it sometimes, but I know that my life now is unbelievably better now without mm. that. God fills me with um the peace that that is undescribable, and the fruits of the spirit are so much better than any type of drug or alcohol or anything else and uh I guess my testimony is i I look at the Ten Commandments and I figure out and I'm looking at you know what didn't I right you know what didn't I I sin against um and the, and the reality is we all sin but Jesus saves us from that sin. If we believe in Jesus Christ and we accept him as our Lord and Savior, he helps us get out of our sin. It's, it has absolutely been an amazing experience for me. And I can just stand here today tell you that uh, while I'm not perfect and I don't proclaim to be, and I still make mistakes every single day, I know and I have the confidence that you know God is with us. And God is going to lead us into a better place. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about everyone. And I, you know, I'm praying for a Jesus revolution in the United States. And I've been praying this prayer for a while. But we've got to recognize that if we don't put God first, and if you look around our society, there's a lot of brokenness. There is a lot of hurting people there's a lot of sin. I can't watch TV anymore because every commercial I have has something that sends me down a path that says I you know, I get offended at things now that I I just I just completely considered as normal before.
0: Sure. And it's only
1: because God has opened up my eyes to understand that we are absolutely surrounded by a sinful environment and it's unfortunate that we have our kids growing up in this. Because sin has crept into our lives, it's something we have to contend with. But the key is, is that God is there and Jesus Christ is there for us. We accept him. He can help us get out of that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's a difficult place to be in when you're an individual who is feeling like their life is a little bit out of control, struggling. And a lot of times we, our natural reflex can be to grab for control and to find ways to cope with the stress and the struggle of what we're going through. And we're trying to maintain our own sense of control and our own sense of autonomy and freedom. And then we try to justify sins that don't lead to freedom, that don't lead to flourishing and vibrant healthy lives and it's such a trap that people fall into thinking that it's going to lead to freedom and it's going to lead to fulfillment but it doesn't can you speak a little bit to that struggle and what ultimately led to that freedom and fulfillment that you were seeking for you know
1: i think this was where faith comes in you know i didn't know i didn't know you what what it would mean but i got to the rock bottom i got to the place where I can't do this anymore, God. You know, I, I've I've got a strong will. I was born with it. You know, um, you know it has. You know, I can't say it's all bad, but you know what I've done is I, is gone my own way and not realizing what implications it had. Right, and, and then once I I really found the culmination of these sins and all these poor decisions that I had in my life, they they build up high enough me to recognize i was drowning in my own i was walling in my own sin and i uh, until you reach that point at which you've got to let yourself go you've got to mm-hmm. let yourself uh, the the flesh and the what you think is right if once you've gotten to that point where you say god please you know jesus take the wheel right like in the song uh you don't know what's in store you don't know how good it can be and that that's the key is walking in faith right because yeah sin's around us all the time and uh but when as, as as you get to the place where you can start to see the forest through the trees you realize that most of the deceptions there in society and from satan um are just false and you know true peace true happiness comes through Jesus Christ yeah amen
0: amen to that so as you've grown and what you've experienced and even a little bit of how you have integrated that into what you do every day like how has prayer been part of that journey and have you seen some testimonies or examples of answered prayer along your journey
1: you know i believe god has doing miracles all the time. And sometimes they're very small, but they're all around us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe that, you know, in the the body of Christ, um, you know, even just, you know, seeing some of the things that you have on the news where, you know, it feels like, you know, maybe Israel is coming a little bit to a, a, a point of, of, I won't say that they don't still have conflict, but a point at which people are reflecting and, and thinking. You know, does this where we want to go? Do we really want to go into World War III? Do we do we believe that this is the right way to go? I I believe God's answering prayers. Um, I believe that um, that waking up every morning saying the Lord's prayer, which by the way I think is I to, is a horrible thing that we took that out of schools many years ago because my wrestling coach um, used to do say the Lord's prayer, and that's honestly the first time I'd heard it. Um, you know, going to physical, wow. I didn't I didn't didn't ever hear the Lord's Prayer, but I did when you know when we prayed. And I could I, I knew something was special about that even then, but I didn't act on it. But yeah, I woke up every single morning and say the Lord's Prayer and you know, uh lead us not into t- temptation, uh, deliver us from evil. That's key. Uh I, I believe that God protects his people. I believe God, the key is, is we don't know what he has saved us from. So you talk about answered miracles. There's miracles all the time, but we don't know because God shielded us from that. I know a lot of people are hurting. We had, you know, I've talked with some people and angry about God. You know, they let something happen. Somebody died. You know, what we don't know and we won't know until we get to heaven is maybe, maybe that's for the better. For that person, maybe that's for the better for you too. You know, if you lost somebody or you had a divorce, you know, I mean, I'm I'm absolutely not proud of what has happened to me in my life. But I've got I've gotten to a place now where I feel like I'm forgiven, and I believe God had a reason for everything that happened in my life, and I've just got to learn to walk in faith and have appreciation for what I do have.
0: Exactly, and to believe that. Nobody is too far gone no situation is beyond god's ability to bring about some kind of redemptive outcome and i can't help but just kind of think there could be somebody listening to this who might feel like they're too far gone who might not be able to see how there could be any kind of redemptive outcome for what they're stuck in or what they're experiencing and they just don't feel a sense of hope and i wonder even if they're just curious of how do I experience this? How do I share in the experience that you've had and the story that you've just told? And I don't know if it's maybe something, a message that you would give to that person as they listen to this, or even if we take a moment just to say a prayer for them. But I just wanted to give you a chance to just kind of speak
1: directly to that person. Well, I mean, if you look at the the Bible, I mean, God has used, uh, you know, sinners uh, throughout history um, to 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 help lead the the uh, um, the cause of Christianity. I mean, Saul killed Saul killed he murdered Jews, right? I mean, you got to look at that. He was a murderer, and God used him to be Paul, turned into Paul, and Paul suffered the most of anybody else. His faith was incredibly strong to God, and I will just tell you. It does not matter what you've done, period. God gives second chances through His Son Jesus Christ. Anybody can be redeemed and i and i and I mean that I you know at first I thought, well, there's some unredeemable sins well you know i I tell you um uh, once you accept Christ and he shows you what it what it means to be a follower, I mean a uh, blaspheme of the Holy Spirit is what you've got to be afraid of. I'm just being honest, but what you it, what you've done in your life as a sinner, not knowing Christ, He's got His hands reaching out to help you, and if you let Him, He'll put, pull you out of the mire and the the, whole, the horrible situation that you may feel like you're in, where you don't feel that you're good enough and everything else. Um, that's the accuser. That's the accuser talking. Um, I have even suffered from the desire to commit suicide in my life, I've been at such a low level that I just didn't feel like I had anything to live for. So those out there that feel like that, feel like they're you're at your wit's end and it's over, let me tell you something. That is the accuser whispering in your ear. That is the stronghold in your mind that he's got. He's got you trapped. He feels like you feel trapped. You feel like there's no way out, right? That is Satan. And the stronghold he's got in your mind, Jesus can break that. He can crumble it just like the the walls of Jericho. Okay, you, you just stay in faith, ask for his his help to help pull you out of that. The the walls will crumble down. Satan is just a facade, and he can help you out of anything. So don't believe the accuser, because he's a liar. He certainly is, and Jeremiah
0: says. God's goodness toward us is so great that he has such deep and rich plans for us that are for our good and for a future, that there's never hopelessness that can't be met by Jesus. And there's a future that's in his heart for all of us. And so uh, I just would encourage anybody that's Needing to reach out, to reach out and encourage people who uh, maybe you're not, you don't know necessarily who to reach out to, but that's part of my prayer. Even as we draw this conversation to a conclusion, is that the Lord will bring people around who can be a support system, who can be part of hope, and who can uh, become part of of a of a fellowship and a community and a spiritual family around people who are in desperate need of that and that's part of what we endeavor to do every day and that's part of what even business leaders are endeavoring to do is to be a light and be a source of hope and be a support system so that's
1: part of the the beauty of what we get to talk about on this podcast i want people's message that they hear when they hear this is that i've been humbled i've been severely humbled i used to be a very proud person but now the only pride i have is is for jesus christ i think if anything that we need to be proud about is that we have a loving god that cares about us that is is able to forgive us of our sins through jesus christ his son um we've got to believe we've got to walk in faith and if if god help pull me out of the quagmire of the the horrible situation that I had put myself in, he can do it for anybody. And I would be happy to help anybody if, if you know, if they, they need my help, if there's anything I can talk with them about. I'd like to be there for anybody that's, that I can help. So that reminds me of this verse in 1
0: Corinthians chapter 1. And for those of you who are listening to this, you might identify with this Or if you don't right now, you might kinda soon. We'll see though, because the Lord is always at work in mysterious ways. But 1 Corinthians 1 talks about how God chooses what is weak in the world to shame the strong. He chooses the foolish things to shame the wise. He chooses what's low and despised of the world. He cherishes it, even the things that don't exist, (laughs) to bring to nothing the things that are so that no human might boast. In the presence of God, but it is never there's no there's nothing too low, too weak, too broken that he can't find a solution for that he can't find hope for and so this is a part of my prayer is uh, that in these coming days and weeks, for everybody who's listening to this, if there's a situation in their life where they feel like it's so low, it's so broken, it's so foolish even God I pray you would show them that you work in those situations. You work with people just like that. You have hope and a future and that you will uh, just reveal that to them in the person of Jesus. Pray that you would uh, send your spirit of revelation to show them the hope that you've called them to and the depths of the love and goodness of Jesus. And that just like Todd and just like myself, there would be many who could say, hey, the Lord does use the weak and the foolish, and I'm one of them. I identify with that. I am right yeah. there with you. and yes. uh, But the, his goodness is so much greater. And that's really our testimony. And I pray it'll be your testimony as well. In Jesus' name. Todd, thank you so much Amen. for being on the
1: podcast Amen. and sharing thank your you. story. Thank you, Logan. You've been wonderful. I appreciate it. Keep up the awesome work. And uh, God bless you and all your listeners. I think it's it's
0: wonderful. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Please visit servantleadernetwork.org for more helpful resources for your leadership journey and always bring your water walking shoes.